Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Welcome to part three of defining and expanding uh, a decision-making team. I'm so glad you've hung in. I hope that this series has been helpful. And again, I decided to take uh, these insights and stretch them out over the last three weeks because what I want you to do is really to listen to them and think deeply over the week about how you might be able to apply some of these things in your current context. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. If this is in your professional life as an executive, if this is in your professional life as a a leader, a business owner, uh, if you are the uh, leader in a faith community, in church work, in nonprofit work, these things work no matter what. Um, Again, just for context, uh, particularly if you haven't listened to the two weeks prior, is that what we're talking about here is how diversity efforts within organizations can be thwarted because leaders can continue to hold on to old ways of doing things that worked really great in a monocultural setting. And now that you're in a multicultural setting, they don't work so well anymore. And you're wondering why things aren't working Uh, because you may be holding on and fighting for old ways of doing things. Also, uh, in what we're talking about here, you may be fighting for old criteria an old leadership model of why people are on your decision-making teams, why people are on your senior management teams. Again, we talked about title, tenure, and team leaders. And you can go back to the other podcasts and listen about listen to those, uh, listen to that discussion. But that's usually why people are on management teams or elder boards or that kind of thing is title, tenure, and team leadership. And those are not necessarily going to be helpful for those of us who are building multicultural organizations going forward. We need to establish new leadership styles in our organizations if we want to yield uh, something different or yield different results in the area of culture, work, and diversity. And so week one, we talked about defining the purpose. Week two, we defined about defining the criteria for participation. Today, what I want to talk to you about is the third Uh, thing to think about when you want to define and expand a decision-making team, and that is define the authority. Define the authority. Usually a well-meaning step that organizations uh, decide to make at first, um, particularly if they've been historically monocultural and moving into uh, figuring out what healthy multicultural looks like, is that a group of monocultural decision-making people will decide that the best thing to do is to come up with a committee or come up with uh, an advisory team or come up with something like that. Something, a group that is separate from the decision-making team. 
Now, this group may advise the decision-making team, but the problem with many of these groups, many of these advisory committees or idea groups or whatever it is you call them, is that they end up having no authority. They meet together, they look at policies, they make suggestions, and then leave it up to a monocultural decision-making team to say yes or to say no. And oftentimes that monocultural decision-making team was not part of any of those discussions that this you know, diversity advisory board or whatever it is came up with. And so it's very easy for things to just continue to be the same. I mean, think about this for a minute. If that advisory team or that committee or the task force, whatever it was, spent all of this time putting something together, um, that group is diverse, and then they share it with a monocultural group of people, it's very possible that these new ideas for things, ways of changing systems and structures, uh, now are gonna may feel very very foreign to this monocultural decision making body, and it will be really easy for that uh, decision making team to now look at the recommendations and reject them as things that are not gonna work or things they can't do or whatever the excuse would be, simply because they are still a monocultural team that has the power to make these decisions, the power to tell staff what to do, the power to lead an organization one way or another or a business, to lead it one way or the other. And then the diversity team or the committee has done all of this work, given all of their best efforts, and the monocultural decision-making team still says no. You can see how strange this becomes. And usually, I, I... very rarely in my work with my clients recommend that they start um, with an advisory board or a committee or something like that only because the authority of that team has not been defined. And so my goal would be to define your decision-making team. Like just do it. Find new ways to do it and define the authority. So here's some, some questions to think about. How are decisions made? now on this decision-making team? Are they clear? Do people in your organization know how decisions are made? Do people in your church community or on your church staff know how decisions are being made? Um, I spent a good bit of, uh, of my life working for uh, a very large uh, multicultural faith community. And I can tell you right now, working on staff, that is one of the things that just felt like a mist. You did not know how decisions were made. And in many types of communities, faith communities, whether that be Christian churches or uh, uh, people in a Jewish faith, or um, I don't have a lot of experience with Muslim faith. But what I can tell you is this, is that people of faith tend to uh, sometimes keep things uh, a, a bit unclear uh, because there's this element involved of prayer and, uh, you know, listening to the spirit, you know, listening to uh, what's going on around them. And things are so relationship based that it can be very cloudy and very murky for people trying to work at that faith community or even just being a volunteer in that to know how are decisions made. How are people promoted? How are new positions being decided? Who's having those conversations? So define the authority of your new 
expanded decision-making team. Where can they speak into? How will you make decisions? The next thing I want you to think about is the question is, is there a leader? Many times uh, in, uh, in these diverse uh, decision-making teams, um, some of them can exist without having one defined leader. Oftentimes leadership is shared. Uh, that can be a, a uh, certainly a different way of leadership than, than the hierarchy that we may be used to, particularly in the United States. But um, what is the leadership structure? What is the leadership style? And how might this new decision-making team that is expanded share leadership with each other? What does that look like? You have to define it. Uh, what is the reporting structure? Where are the opportunities? And particularly for senior leaders or, or owners of organizations, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to be led by somebody that is not the owner of the company, that is not you? Are you willing in these moments to, again, go back and going back to shared leadership, are you willing to be led by a non-majority person? Because oftentimes, depending on uh, a lot of cultural factors, this is a hard one for leaders of organizations uh, to be a part of a team where they share leadership. And if that's you, when you're listening to this, and we all kind of can go through spaces like this, why is it so hard to share leadership? Uh, is it process? You know, just simply organizational process. Is it ego? Uh, is it fear? Is it confusion? Is it that things might take a little longer time? It's very important to go through and name uh, some of these things, to name some of these fears, to name why some of these things aren't working. And this third piece here of defining the authority for this team is so very important. People need to know what their role is. They need to know what they're responsible for. And they also need to know what they can speak into. And you, as a leader, defining the authority here and empowering the people on this decision-making team um, uh, hopefully will start to open up a new way of leading your organization that you haven't seen before. Uh, that will actually start to encourage you in the area of cultural diversity. So let me wrap up by just saying this. Remember that how do you define and expand a decision-making team? First, you want to define the purpose. Why does this group exist? Second, define the criteria for participation. Remember, establish clarity. Don't lean into everything being relationship-based or on nepotism or things based on quote fit. And then define the authority. Be clear about these things. There are so many different ways that um, your organization can move quicker and faster uh, into seeing the change that you long to make cross-culturally. But oftentimes you as the leader or you as, as part of the leadership team, you have to be willing to let go of the old ways of doing things. You have to be willing to let go of uh, the uh, means or the processes that have brought you success up until this point. Let go of it and substitute it for something new uh, in order to expand your team. Please, uh, please don't leave this, uh, this important work of cultural diversity to a diversity team, a team that has no power, a team that has no authority, 
um, and a team that cannot speak uh, honestly and transparently to the current decision-making team. Do everything that you can as a leader to diversify the decision-making team that you have. Don't start at the lower levels. Start at the upper level. Uh, Start making decisions right there because that is going to communicate throughout your organization. It's going to communicate to the people that are working for you that you are taking this seriously as you are moving from monocultural to multicultural. When they see that the work is first being taken place at the top of the organization, it helps give them safety. It helps, helps give them confidence in their leaders that their leaders care about this as much as they do. Lean in, keep working. Don't be afraid of letting go of the old ways of doing things so that you can embrace the new, so that you can see the change that you actually long to see. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.